You're listening to Season 6, Episode 32 of the ASI Podcast. I'm Russ Shaw. I'll be your driver today on this internet adventure. Channeling a little cookie monster there? I had him on the Waze app. Uh, ASI247.org is the website for this here podcast. Big, massive internet bear hugs from this guy. For all of you who have left reviews or are about to leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast, wherever you're hearing this podcast. Also, ASI is a listener-supported podcast. It does cost money to keep it rolling down the highway, so if you'd like to pitch in a little gas money, my Venmo ID is super easy, Venmo. Uh, Capital C, capital R, Russ Shaw, capital S, C. Russ Shaw, at C. Russ Shaw, Venmo or my email address Russ the at symbol ASI247.org on PayPal you can uh, pitch in some gas money <laughs> some metaphorical internet gas money uh, through just like that thanks for being a co-producing contributor let's get right into it I've been counting on my steps All my no's just turned to yes Silently I must confess My troubled history This washed away all my sins Starting over once again This is where it all begins It's right in front of me Alright, so today's post and my response is uh, on just plain NoFap by Sky-Walker1. Love that cat. By the way, Spotify playlist for this here podcast is on Spotify. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes perfect sense, right? <laughs> Where else would a Spotify playlist be? On iTunes? Um... <laughs> Sorry, picking on myself a little here. See that? I'm a little punchy. Uh, anyway, ASI podcast bumps on Spotify. If you Spotify, uh, yeah, that's where uh, you can hear all the bumper music. And follow the bands if you like the bands. Again, I repeat this a lot. It keeps my nose clean with the recording industry. In talk radio, see, this is called promo bumpers. All right. And uh, yeah. The songs can be heard in their entirety right there on the Spotify playlist, ASI Podcast Bumps. And there's been yeah, over 400 episodes spanning almost 14 years. There's a lot of music <laughs> there on the playlist. And that's what's great about Spotify is it's that extra boost of information and connection that you get with the music via the interwebs, right? Uh, wh what was that uh, podcast, uh, ASI, what was it again, Russ? On Spotify, search ASI Podcast Bumps. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> today, today uh, the post, again, from uh, Skywalker1, 
one. Um, check this out, because this resonates with me. It resonates with my soul. When I started the podcast, this is some of the stuff I said, you know? And, and I love this, but from 13 years of doing this and, and in my own journey... Uh, that was sort of the heart behind my response here as well. Uh, but first, here we go. I'm going to read his, uh, his post on NoFap. The past is gone. There is really no point in dwelling on what might have been. The future is ahead of you with white pages, nothing written on it. What you're doing today is the pen that will decide how tomorrow is going to look. Day 47, y'all are amazing people, and I love every single one of you. That is, uh, again, Skywalker 1. And here's my response, all right? Again, this is uh, this is what I said just based on my own story and the things I've been through. And I remember saying that very thing, and I think I played the... The bumper from Michelle Branch, I think it was back in the day, right? Like this was 2006 or something like that. Um, every every day's a blank page. It's blank pages. I can't remember. Anyway, I'll have to look that up because I'm not sure if it's on the playlist, <laughs> the Spotify playlist. There, I'll have to check that. Um, here's my response. I would say yes. There's no point in dwelling on regret. And this can be a functional way of escaping the horrible feelings of shame from a relapse, for example. But to conclude that the past is the past raises questions. Metaphorically, if one gets bit by a rattlesnake, should they just shake it off and say, the past is gone? Sexually compulsive behavior almost killed me started with porn then led to me compulsively uh seeing you guys know some of my story um i'm gonna skip some of that as not to be redundant um then failed suicide attempts because i'd rather die than have my family find out 15 years of on and off counseling and therapy helped lead me out of that horrible dark place as a guy with over 10 years of distance between me and my sexually compulsive behavior, I've learned this. The truth is that you're going to have demons to contend with. And no, I'm not talking about some supernatural devil-like cartoon character BS. A breakdown of that word demon means to take a hole and divide it. For example, statistically, over 80% of you have some form of childhood sexual abuse or molestation. Minimizing it, trivializing it, and well-meaning self-help sayings like the past is in the past will not make that kind of traumatic snake bite like shock to your sexuality just go away. I've spent years talking about and warring against porn, thinking it, I was at war with myself and my own desires. I'm going to pause here for a minute because this resonates, you know, this warring with myself and on myself for as many years as I did. 
And some of you are going to hear me say things like, you know, the, the freedom from compulsive behavior and 10 plus years, things like this. And I realize I am getting away from some of the language of recovery culture when I say this. You know, I heard the beginning of season six, Russ, and you, you talk about relapse. Um, and in this realization of the levels of meaning and the levels of behavior, the levels of from logic to emotion to acting out in the courses and choices we take in our lives for me and yeah as an addict who's been through recovery for alcohol and drugs that word relapse had a lot of shame attached to it and in some of those deeper tender places that's where the word can not be real helpful for me it triggered some of the same rising up emotions and feelings that the word sinner triggered does that make sense the two are very closely connected and can have the same emotional pings that echo through our story shame looking back I felt needed to be vexed or purged from my body and sure you could measure it in black and white it right well technically it's a relapse for us you know you looked at porn and your wife was out of town and you know last year or something right but a lot of this was me facing the shame all right and there's a big difference between compulsively using and getting in there and trying to work to understand how shame functions and fed a desire for sexual arousal without the relationship you know I saw a quote recently about like cold systematic institutional religion is a lot like porn and the reason is because it, it it's like all of the feels without any of the connected messy getting into another person's story getting naked in front of other people and vulnerable kind of relationship right and relationship is the glue relationship is the the deeper stuff as well as sexual needs and that's why I'm doing some of those shows as well and psychologically this you know you relapsed or you did bad now get up and do better you know don't quit get up and do it again and I, I think there's something good about that but that goes to the value of who you are as a person not that you're bad because when you feel that badness there's a cycle this is psychologically proven that you feel bad we we go in this loop of feelings and emotions shame in your identity feeds that all right again guilt normal human emotion did something bad feel bad shame shame says you are at your core bad you're not valuable you're not I mean and and that's what needs to be purged and listen this is what nofap does for some of you all right 
It's like my friend Jay Stringer said, for, for Gamblers Anonymous, one of their sayings is, the reason you're there is to lose. And whether it's a week or a year, when the losing happens, there's something we're doing to ourselves in those moments. Uh, a full-scale war against your own body is not real helpful. And that's what I had to face in my own story and through therapy. And some of you are thinking, yeah, I tried therapy, tried counseling, didn't work. So did I. I I've had to be diligent in finding someone that could help me. There's something very vulnerable about about having your hands open and saying, can you help me? Looking for someone to help narrate your story, right? To see it from the outside. I get that. I get having, you know, I don't want to say a therapist. I, I feel that. I've been there, all right? But I'm telling you, um, you can't do this on your own. I continue on here. Here it is. Uh, back to the uh, post. Healing came when I started to deal with all of my broken pieces. And yes, I had gone into the past and made peace with some pretty hurt, confused, and traumatized childhood versions of myself. All grown up adult me vexing the poison still trapped in my body. It's not all in your head. It's actually trapped inside your body, and the body is keeping the score. I love you all here, too. Uh, kindred spirits we are. And I so want to see you claim the storm of war that's going on inside your bodies and feel the freedom that I feel. Uh, this book was incredibly helpful. I recommend uh the body keeps the score i also recommend uh jay stringer's book here's a here's a quote from the body keeps the score uh let's see as long as you keep secrets and suppress information you are fundamentally at war with yourself the critical the critical issue is allowing yourself to know what you know befriending the body the past is alive in the form of gnawing interior discomfort this is what my friend seth taylor said that sexually compulsive behavior is um unconscious suffering right uh, that makes a lot of sense uh, anyway continuing with uh, the quote from his book here their bodies are constantly bombarded by visceral warning signs, and in the attempt to control these processes, they often become an expert at ignoring their gut feelings in a numbing awareness of what is playing out on the inside. They learn to hide from themselves. Um, recovery cannot take place until they become familiar with and befriend the sensations in their body. That's so important and so uh, poignant 
to sexually compulsive behavior. And, and I realize that not all of you are, are sexual assault victims, all right? Not all of you have been molested, but you're still tapping into a very powerful way to escape some of these feelings and, and relational traumas in your past. And some of you are just sensitive beings, man. Some of you are more sensitive than the average cat, and that's okay. It actually can make you gifted. It does. You're, you're unique in, in a, uh, just... If you could see the beauty in you because of your sensitivity... Um, I, I, I just wanted to say that. I just felt that I, I, I should say that. Um, being frightened means that you live in a body that's always on guard. Angry people live in angry bodies. The body of childhood abuse victims are tense and defensive until they find a way to relax and feel safe. In order to change, people need to become aware of their sensations and the way that their bodies interact with the world around them. Physical self-awareness is the first step in releasing the tyranny of the past. And that is from, uh, again, The Body Keeps the Score by uh, Bessel A. Vanderkoek, K-O-L-K. Um, powerful book man i just want to do uh throw that out there and for this week the again the past it i wish it could say that you know and, and for years i i said that at the beginning of this show you know just i want to leave the past in the past you know and 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 there's a lot of people that do that we think that that's that's real and that's tangible but i'll tell you man over a hundred years of behavioral science and not to mention the wisdom literature, the, the spiritual scripture, all right? There, there are things that get trapped in us. I mean, honestly, I believe that the demonic realm, is it real? You know, maybe. There's a lot of unexplained stuff going on out there. There's a lot of, uh, you know... There's just a lot. There's a lot of unexplained phenomenon, all right? But I'm not going to go into the supernatural here. I, I think that a lot of what Scripture is talking about when it refers to, to demons and the demonic is these things that today we call anxiety, depression, um, the, the things that haunt us. And there actually are there's scientific evidence now that says that stuff it gets trapped in our bodies um, where science and spirituality meet it's very interesting to me and again that word demon it really does mean that it's to divide a whole um, that's the you know in, in Christian theology that is the idea of the demonic realm it is to split you into pieces and not be a, a whole person. Uh, 
And for some of my Christian listeners out there, I know some of you are like, no, it's to drag you into hell. You know, you're going to get owned by the devil. And that's that's the whole objective of demons. Um, Hell in the New Testament. And I challenge you, some of you Christians, to 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 read some of those passages and realize that what Jesus is talking about, Gehenna, where the fire is eternal and never extinguished. Okay, in Jerusalem, Gehenna is this massive garbage dump. And today, 2019, it's still burning. All right? Still. All right? So the metaphor of Gehenna... See, Jesus used a lot of parables, all right? And there are so many literalists out there that want to get all literal about things that are more subjective. And and Jesus, like, every time he was asked a direct question, he would answer with a story, you know? Like, they're looking for a yes or no, the apostles, and Jesus would say something like, well, there's a donkey and a wine press. Jesus used metaphor and analogy to subjectively get into the hearts of the question asker. Does that make sense? They were called parables. And it's not this eternal, it's not... Dante's Inferno, all right? I've been saying that since the beginning of the show. Um, Hell is God getting inside of us, burning out what is not of love's kind, as my friend um, William Paul Young would say. Uh, Past guest, the guy that wrote The Shack, um, he's a, a theologian, all right? Bible college, all of that stuff, very orthodox in his theology. But that is some of the language. You know, this one, we're going to throw this one into the fire. Some of the language of pruning is in there. Burning this bush, this bush is going to thrive. That's going on in our bodies. It's going on in our lives. God loves us that much to burn out what is not of love's kind. I think hell, or shul, as the Jews would call it, the separation from God has more to do with us pushing back and running away from that relational, spiritual love energy that is eye-to-eye, face-to-face, being in community and, and loving other people. There's something something to that but it was most of what Jesus talking about is he saying it with a furrowed brow and pointing a finger and you're going to hell you know um, some of it is just the challenges of life that we go through burning out again what is not of love's kind in us so there's my that's my two cents my little theological uh seminar there for you but yeah that's it man thanks for listening asi247.org is the website again could really use donations <laughs> gas money in the hat passing it to you uh, asi247.org um, again paypal 
Russ at ASI247.org and C. Russ Shaw on Venmo. And what I really want you to walk away from with this uh, episode is I want to encourage you to do because my Skywalker friend is right. Tomorrow is a blank page and you do have the pen in your hand. All right? This is realizing that the past signifies a story gap. All right? There's a gap in the story that needs to be filled. My wife and I recently watched uh, Ghost with Patrick Swayze and Whoopi Goldberg, Demi Moore uh, from back in the day. And what bothered me about it was not just the writing, but the philosophy and the theology, especially the theology around the villain characters. Like, we don't get to see their backstory. Right? We don't get to see how they got to what they were doing and why. There's a story gap that, if filled, could have led to a a way more realistic (laughs) film and story. Reminds me of that uh, lyrics to that song. I think it was Blues Traveler who said, um, like a bad play where the heroes are right and nobody thinks or expects too much, right? And Hollywood's calling for the movie right, saying, hey, baby, let's keep in touch. <laughs> That's, I should include that song now that I said the lyrics on the playlist, right? Um, but you see what I'm saying? Under today's storytelling standards, it created a story gap that the cognitive dissonance didn't fill. More fulfilling, more interesting. And that's my big thing, and that's what I ended the last podcast with, Is and, and I've believed that for a long time. Don't live a boring story, all right? There's so many shows today. It's interesting how writing we see these time lapses where people go into their origin story, right? Every superhero movie, by the way, has an origin story. (laughs) But beyond that, a great example is the television show, you know, Lost, I think, really helped uh, encourage this kind of writing where you see a character and you kind of judge him and you kind of think you know him. And then the writer goes into that character's origin story, right? If you haven't seen it, it really inspired a lot of uh, modern storytelling. Uh, All these characters who survive this plane crash and how this community is formed and how their stories mesh. I'll be honest, uh, the end was kind of weird. But, you know, all of a sudden you're you're seeing these, these people who are crash-landed on this desert island, and then all of a sudden he's in a city, right? And he's doing something. He's meeting someone at a coffee shop. And it's because they've gone back in time into their origin story to help and explain them. See the abuse in my childhood, the criminal behavior in my younger days, The shit that I've been through in my life, it doesn't define me. But it certainly does help explain me. And again, that's what a good therapist does. All right. They help you back up and see where you may be stuck. 
and where some of this stuff may be trapped in your body. And I'm, I'm asking you, is it time? All right. Maybe it's time. See, the television show Lost was really good at minding the story gap. That's what made it compelling, interesting. That's what made it binge watch material. All right. It kept you in there, living a fulfilling life. What gives life meaning is that's a big part of it, man. Moving forward in life. I'm going to challenge you with that. Is it time to go deeper into your story gap? And not just this behavior mod stuff, but to really get into your origin story and understand where you're stuck. Because that next time, that next relapse, the whole idea of counting your days especially after you've gone the 90 days or if you can't get to the 90 days or if you feel this massive sense of shame. Um, stop it, all right? Stop counting your days. If you want to look at porn, and I've said this in this show a thousand times, you're going to look at porn. It's getting to change your want-tos we're after, all right? The parts of you that crash all right there is an origin story to that and i want to encourage you all right and just ask the question along with uh 6 a.m here maybe it's time that's the bumper i'm gonna end the show with I love you guys. I do mean that sincerely i do believe we are kindred spirits you and i wherever you're listening on your headset right now or in your car. Um, I care about you and what you're going through. I really do, all right? Because I've been there. Russ at ASI247.org if you'd like to email me directly. Until next time, bye. Maybe it's time to hear Sexual Integrity, the podcast, is owned by Digital Audio Project LLC who is responsible for its contents. SI, the podcast and its content is for informational and entertainment purposes only and is not intended to replace or substitute for any professional physiological, medical, legal, or other advice. 
In addition, Russ makes no representations or warranties within or through the podcast or website. If you have specific concerns or a situation in which you require professional physiological or medical advice, you should consult with an appropriately trained and qualified specialist.